if parasha ekev. There are many eloquent words in the dictionary and even very long ones such as, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it, phloxinosinihilification. And it's 29 letters and it's considered one of the longest words in the English language. But ironically, the word is really much ado about nothing and it means the estimation of something as valueless. So it seems like a lot of effort at articulation to say that something's worthless. And yet conversely, the word if, it's short, it's succinct, but it's often underestimated because it is the steering wheel of life. And it's upon this very simple two-lettered swivel point that our entire lives spin. We learn the conditional value of if very early on in childhood. If you behave, you will get a toy. If you eat your spinach, you can have cake. It's a slippery word that slides so easily off our tongues that we don't take notice of how it controls us day in and day out. And this pattern continues throughout our lives, subtly guiding us in making choices based on the conditions we believe are necessary for success, happiness, or fulfillment. The Jewish people during their 40 years of wandering in the desert also fell prey to the allure of ifs. And they attributed their rebellious nature and disobedience to external factors, blaming the harsh desert conditions for their actions. Instead of taking personal responsibility for their wrongdoings like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they reassigned blame. The final finger points to the snake. What is part of the ultimate punishment for disobedience? Man will crush your head, meaning the snake, and you will bite man's heel. And that brings us to this week's Torah reading called Ekev. God brings the Jews to the border of the promised land with an if of his own. And basically, he tells the Jewish people that they will be impervious to anything harmful, such as illness, famine, enemies, drought, infertility, on the condition if they keep his laws, his Torah. But in the Hebrew text, the same word used to imply if, the word ekev, it also means a heel, as in the heel of a foot. In short, the same foot that hits the pavement to usher them into the land has the ability to pivot, to turn on one's heel and to drive them out if they stray from God's laws. The snake, the evil inclination, is always waiting from that first sin to bite our heel and poison our will to serve God. The Satan helps manufacture the ifs that cloud our judgment and pollute our souls. God promises protection and blessings for the Jewish people on the condition, on the if that they follow his laws faithfully. But he also warns them that straying from his guidance can lead to adverse consequences. And so it is up to us to crush the snake's head in order to protect our own.
How often do we hear people say, if I had more money, I'd work on the Sabbath or give charity. If I were married, I'd keep kosher. If, if, if. Our entire lives hang on if. When we start doing what we must and stop making excuses why we can't, we will find God there to sustain us. Because at the end of the day, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but rather by whatever comes forth from the mouth of the Lord does man live. This principle extends beyond our relationship with God and permeates our personal lives as well. Relying on ifs to justify our actions, our inactions, our misbehaviors will only hinder our progress. Instead, we have to be courageous and embrace the moment Realize that each second is a test and an opportunity to squeeze out the light. The perfect time and place, they rarely align. We have to break free from the constraints of ifs and take charge of our lives. And so, perhaps the best sentence starting with the word if is from the great Rabbi Hillel who said, If not now, when? Shabbat Shalom.